This is the Fed and Fit Podcast, starting your week off with motivational thoughts on real food and fun fitness activities with Cassie Joy Garcia and co-host Carissa Talbot. Remember our disclaimer, the information and opinions shared in this podcast are solely those of any given individual and not a substitute for medical advice. And here are the ladies. Today we're going to talk about the Fed and Fit College Student Hydration Plan, tips to navigating the alcohol scene, and how to have a healthy relationship with caffeine. And we're back. Today I'm joined once again by my lovely sister, Samantha Garcia. Hey, Sam. Hello. <laughs> I think today we might have a little bit better audio quality where Sam and I are working out some kinks, but we're getting there. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're excited about today's episode. If you caught last week's episode, which was number 33 of the Fed and Fit podcast, we launched a series called the Fed and Fit college student. And this is going to be a mini series, five to six episodes that we're doing that is, while it's directed at really providing the information that will empower somebody that either is entering college or somebody that's going through any kind of a big transition in their life, providing them with the information that they might need to make it as seamless and healthy as possible. So we've broken all of that out. We've got some fun facts and fun information for you guys. And um, I hope even if you may not be going to college or you don't have someone near and dear to you that is in that part of their life, you are able to get something out of today's episode. Sam and I, while even writing the content out, were going through memories and having some self-discovery. So I think we've got, we've got a good show ahead. So today we're going to talk about leading into part two of this mini-series we're going to talk about all the liquids. <laughs> We're going to talk about, well, part one we decided was, you know, priority number one in terms of the pillars of health is sleep. And that's something we talk about a lot in the Fed and Fit project. Um, but priority number one being sleep. And we talked all about the reasons why, how to get better sleep, and what it can really do for you in your college career, in your professional career, in your life in general, and your health overall. And today we're turning our attention to water. We're going to talk about hydration and what that really means. And because they're so closely associated, we're going to talk about, we're going to expand the water conversation and talk about a couple other liquids to include caffeine and alcohol. And this is an especially interesting topic when you're talking to college students because you know, caffeine and alcohol tend to be the focus more so than uh, regular water. Um, so we're going to address those and we're going to talk briefly about them and just realistically sort of just lay out the facts for you, what caffeine really does to your body, what alcohol really does to your body, how to best prepare your body if you are going to enjoy some of those things, um, and then some more reasonable practices. So it's just some things to keep in mind. But before we get there, because this is kind of a special mini-series episode, um, and I'm borrowing Sam and her wonderful expertise, and if you missed the introduction in the first episode, Sam actually works in higher education. She is um, definitely a professional. She leads a, I guess you design um, student transitioning programs for a university here in San Antonio, but she's also teaching classes 
and um, she's she's really good at what she does, and I think she's got a lot of fun tidbits. So thanks again for coming on, Sam. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. Of course. Well, before we get to the meat of today, I would just like to side rail a little bit. When Carissa and I record our normal episodes, you know, we have our little newsreel where we just talk about life a little bit. And so I figured we'd fold some of that in today. Um, And I'm surprising Sam with this. We didn't talk about this yet. So (laughs) brace yourself. (laughs) Oh, yay. Sam loves surprises. (laughs) I do. I actually do. You do? I thought you were saying that through gritted teeth. Um, no. So um, Sam, this is kind of a fun perspective because she is my sister. We're, we're two of three represented right now of the Garcia girls. And my two sisters, Kimberly and Samantha, are actually throwing me a bridal shower. And so many of you know I'm getting married in October. And to, I just think, the best guy in the whole wide world. And my sisters are throwing a bridal shower in San Antonio, and I'm not supposed to know anything about it. But (laughs) I have a See how well that's worked out. (laughs) (laughs) Sam may like surprises, but I do not. I I actually really enjoy surprises, more so because I think that they're a challenge to sniff them out ahead of time. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, so she's planning a bridal shower, and I feel like, or I, am I? Or oh man, that would be a that would teach me a lesson. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm just trying to throw you off the scent, but yes. Oh, and I have a feeling that there's going to be games involved. Possibly, and you I, may have suggested some of them. <laughs> Cassie's not type A at all. No, God bless the people who put up with me. Let's just put it that way. (laughs) It's a pleasure, always. Oh, that's so sweet. Um, Yeah, um, I may have suggested Bunko. I don't know if I don't know if the planners bit at that, but I'm so excited. So that's going to be fun. Um, And then next up on today's newsreel, that things I like to gab about with my sister. So I put this on social media. Gus, our big white Great Pyrenees, he's going to be, th- he's three years old. He is going to be our ring bearer at our outdoor ceremony. <laughs> <laughs> and Sam loves Gus. Gus really loves Sam, you guys. When he sees her, he like jumps his giant body off the floor and tries to get as close as he can to her face so he can kiss her. <laughs> He's a big goober. (laughs) He is a big goober. He loves his Sam. Anyways, we're trying to figure out if Gus should be fluffy or sleek for the wedding. He has, he's pretty high maintenance when it comes to his hairdo. And (laughs) among other things, among his high maintenance, (laughs) period. You know how they say that um, animals mimic their owners? Mm hmm. Do you think that Gus is a reflection of me? (laughs) Um, (laughs) <laughs> I think maybe regarding his his table manners when we're all done eating and then he starts to cry because he still sees food. And I think he has developed some of the hangry um, characteristics, but I mean, he's a really great dog and I love him. So that must mean that you're pretty good too. So. Oh, that's nice. So you're saying you love me? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Yes, of course. That's so nice. Yeah, Gus loves food. Um, But anyway, so we're trying to figure out if he's supposed to be fluffy or shaved for the wedding. Sam, what's your vote? I I'm the I'm in between. I want it. I want him to be like a little bit fluffy, but not total full on 
fluffy glory because then it just gets everywhere. It does. Get and he and it like might get on the yeah, and the flower girl dresses are so cute that they might he might get fluff all over them, which would be kind of be it would be fun, you know. <laughs> That'd be good like wedding stories for the next day or years to come. Yeah. But I don't know. I think that's that's totally up to you. I think he's gorgeous either way. He so. is gorgeous. He's trying to convince me that he doesn't need to go back to the groomers ever. Um, <laughs> but he, whenever he does go, you guys, I have to tell you the story. When Gus goes to the groomers, he and he do, only does it to me. He will not have this reaction with my parents drop him off or with Austin takes him. It's just me because he knows he's got my number. Let's just put it that way. We mm-hmm. get in the car, and as soon as we start driving in that direction, the dog knows exactly where we're going. And he sits next to me, and he starts shaking so bad. Oh, my gosh. That his teeth rattle. And he sits there. (laughs) (laughs) He's sitting next to me, and he looks over with his rattling teeth and his ears pasted back with those big cow eyes. (laughs) He's like, please don't take me. Please, please don't take me there. Oh my gosh. And we get there and he's now, he respects me enough to where he'll actually walk in the door despite Mm -hmm. knowing that he doesn't want to. And he stands in the waiting room and shivers and shakes and his teeth rattle so loud that the other people in the waiting room with their dogs all stop and turn around to look at him. Oh, it's like who brought in the maraca? (laughs) Yes, exactly. Oh, he's such a big baby. So anyways, he hates it, but... Whenever he's done, he prances around like a little pony. (laughs) Probably because he's like, I escaped again. (laughs) Yes, right. I escaped and I feel so clean. (laughs) Oh, Oh, my goodness. goodness. So anyways, that's the whole Gus story. Sam, thank you. That was fun. Yeah, of course. (laughs) I always love talking about him. (laughs) It's pretty much the only thing we ever talk about. So It's true. (laughs) Okay, well, let's go ahead and jump in today's into today's show. So to start off, I'm going to get a little bit, um, just cover the bases, right, about water because sometimes it can be confusing when we're trying to figure out how much water to drink. And we've covered this in a bunch of episodes if, you've, if you're a regular listener. But this is a good just, we're going to briefly touch on it and why it's important, especially for you college students. So, um, and when you're going through a transition, it's easy to not drink water. Just like we talked about with the sleep episode, it's easy to forsake sleep when you're in an uncomfortable situation or you're wanting to get to know new people or you're wanting to get settled. It's easy also to skip water, but these are the practices that will make you feel at home faster, right? Your body will feel healthier. You'll just thrive that much more quickly. Right. So... How to calculate how much water is right for you because, and we've said this before, but you know, that eight glasses of water a day, even if we're talking about eight ounces of, of water, which is, I think, I guess, a glass, or maybe is that 16 ounces? Anyways, <laughs> whatever the number is, the eight glasses of water a day, is it's an arbitrary number, and it's not going to fit the same for Samantha, you know, who is a young, mid-20s, vibrant young woman who loves to yoga and do headstands on skateboards. <laughs> <laughs> She really what? does that. She really does that. <laughs> Maybe. Um, she's really talented and terrifying. Um, <laughs> this That water is not the same amount for Sam as it would be for like a 250-pound person who's joining the Fight in Texas Aggie football team. 
So what we want to talk about is giving you an equation that you can then personalize your water intake. So what we like to recommend is you take your body weight, and I use myself as an example. I weigh about 100 and, gosh, 40 pounds, 150 pounds, it depends. Um, and I take that body weight and you divide it by two. And that gives you the ounces of water to drink in a day. That's the bare minimum, okay? So my 140 pounds equals 70 ounces of water a day. And that's the bare minimum. So that is what I put into like my little um, container of water, my water bottle that I carry around with me all day. I've calculated how many times I need to refill it in order to get my 70 ounces of water. And then whatever I drink at mealtimes, or whatever I drink right after a workout, I don't count towards that total. Okay, so all that is bonus water. And in the summertime, we talked about dehydration recently on an episode. Summertime, you're losing a lot more water than you may realize, so make sure you're getting an extra. So why do we need to drink water and that much water? When you first start doing this, and people in the project tell me this all the time, they're like, I feel like I'm drowning in water. <laughs> No, there's no way that this much water is what I'm supposed to be doing. And you might feel that way after a couple days because it's so new. But when those first few days are behind you, you start to really feel great. Um, and you start to realize the benefits. You'll have more mental focus, more overall energy. If you've been trying to lose weight and you have been plateaued and you still have weight to lose, because there's a difference... Um, if you don't have it to lose or if you do, but if you still have it to lose and you're not and you're dehydrated, start drinking more water and I promise you'll start to feel better. You'll start, start to do better in your workouts. Um, you'll sleep better. Your skin will look better and feel better. So it's good for you all around. So what to carry water in, especially if you're walking across campus. Um, stainless steel bottles are great. Glass bottles are also great. Nalgene's are fine in a pinch as well. That, um, <clears throat> that really hard plastic. You know, I say use what you can and use what's convenient for you or actually scratch that. Use what you will use. Mm -hmm. Okay. So whatever, you know, you can really start to split hairs and jump down a rabbit hole of materials and what's healthier and what isn't healthier, glass versus plastic and so on and so forth. I say grab a water bottle that you will use because drinking that much water is more important than what you're storing it in. Okay, so find it like consider that part of your back to school mission or your back to fall mission. You know, if for all of those um, working professionals who are listening or um, working moms, moms who are staying home with the kids, go ahead and go out and treat yourself to a brand new water bottle so that you've got something to like make you excited about drinking water all day long. And what I recommend you doing if the bottle that you're carrying does not have um, it's not calibrated, you can't tell how much water it holds, then go into your kitchen and take one of your measuring cups or if you're on college campus, ask a friend with a kitchen to do this for you. Take a measuring cup, fill it up with water and then keep pouring that water into the water bottle until you realize how many cups it holds. Do some mental math, figure out the fluid ounces and then if you find out that your big bottle holds 32 ounces of water and you know you need to drink three of those, then know that you've got to drink three of those big jugs of water a day in order to get your main minimum water intake. So that's what I recommend. Sam, do you have any suggestions there on walking around with water on campus? 
Uh, one of the things that I've really gotten into a habit of is wherever I go, my water bottle is with me. It's kind of like in my backpack or especially when I was um, still a student in school. It's like the, the essentials I need to have while I'm in class. Uh, one of those essentials is my water bottle. And like you said, Cassie, like it's something, whatever you're going to use. So if you have a really fun bottle that is covered in stickers like I do and you just, that's your thing, you kind of like part of your identity. I always, I always like to have something that's like part of me. Um, then bring that around with you. Um, and also if you're just gonna like for the stay at home moms or whomever else is listening, get into a habit of taking your water bottle with you everywhere you go. That's what I do. I, I have my keys, my wallet and my water bottle just in case I'm thirsty along the way. I don't have to stop and buy a bottle of water or I plan on going meeting some friends. I know I'm going to want water with me or to hydrate after whatever the case is, but just really get into the habit of bringing that around with you. That's a really, really great point. And Sam really is great about that. She shows up at my house and she walks in with her water bottle. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, what? I feel like an Italian mother. I'm like, what? You don't think we have water for you here? <laughs> don't think I can give you something to drink? <laughs> oh, no, but that's a really great practice to get in. Um I think that's a good suggestion. And, you know, if you're looking for what to keep your water in swell is a good line. I think that's what Sam carries. It is. I really like it. Um, it was kind of one of those friend purchases. I wasn't going to buy it, but my best friend from uh, grad school up in Seattle, she wanted to get matching ones. So we got bubblegum pink matching swell bottles. But they keep your water cold for 24 hours and they keep liquids hot for 12 hours. Um, so it's really worth it if you like, you like taking water around, but you don't want to drink like room temperature water. That's not your thing. You want it to be chilled. Then get one of these swell bottles. It's worth the investment if, if that's what you're looking for. Yeah. And we will link to all of these things we're about to talk about in the show notes. So you can just find them right there. Yes. That is a great recommendation. Um, Nalgene is a good classic, you know, again, they're bigger, they're mm -hmm. prettier, um, they're plastic, so you can argue the benefits slash dangers of keeping your water in plastic. But again, like I said, if yeah. that bright blue Nalgene speaks to you and you're like, yes, I want to drink three of those a day, then you go get that bright blue Nalgene. Right. And then most of the Nalgenes and also uh, Camelback bottles, they're all BPA-free. Mm -hmm. So that's something to look for. Just to make sure that if you're, you are buying a plastic bottle, then make sure they're BPA-free and um Overall, you should be good to go as far as I understand. Um, yeah. But yeah, those hold a lot more water, so you don't even have to think about refilling that often or whatever the case is. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Okay. Um, that sounds dandy. Now, if you are filling, if you're looking for a water source for your apartment or your dorm room or your, even your house, folks, ding, ding, listen in if you're a homeowner because we've got a recommendation for you on water filters. Um so one of the best water filters out there is one that we came across is called the Berkey filter and we're going to link to it in the show notes, but it essentially, you fill it up and you drink water and it sits on your countertop. This is great for homes <clears throat> to have. It's also great for a dorm room. You know, let's say if you're living in a dorm room and all you've got water source wise is your sink, you know, this is a really great option. You can just fill it up from your sink and have it sit there in your dorm room and it's going to filter the water. You're going to have delicious, really, really pure water. Mm -hmm. So 
that's a good one. They also have, I think Samantha found a travel option. Yeah. Did you just mention the the sport bottle? I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. No, I did not mention the sports bottle. Okay. Yeah. The sport bottle one, that's, that's your travel option and probably one that you might use the most. There's other kinds of bottles that have filters up in the top, but for something that's really going to get, like Cassie said, all of the really bad things out of the, the water um, that you don't necessarily need to be drinking that's been put in there by the city, um, then the sport bottle will be probably be best as far as taking around school and just yeah. not having to think about it too much. Totally. Well, the bigger Berkey filter, and they're kind of an investment, so talk to your parents starting out college students about this, <clears throat> about investing in it. But mm-hmm. um, that would be a great one you can use to when you go back to your dorm room, let's say between classes to do some homework, then you can sit there and fill up your water bottle with that. So that's a good option. Okay, really quickly, we're almost done with the water section, and then we'll move on to the other beverages. Um, want to talk about quickly how to know if you need more water. And we're going to recap this in case you missed our dehydration episode because I really, really believe it's important. And it's something that's going to come up a lot. Let's say if you are in school and you are going to those college football games, man, Mm. Sam and I are both fighting Texas Aggies. I'm the class of 2008. She's a class of 2013. And we have sweated it out. In Kyle Field before. Seriously. It gets really hot, especially in September when the school year is starting and the temperatures are still high. So whether you are baking, standing up in the stands because you are an Aggie freshman slash current student because they all stand up, mm-hmm. um, whether you're roasting in the sun there for four to five hours or you are just walking around in between classes, know that you are losing more water than you may realize. So how to know when you're dehydrated and you need to drink more, okay? And this is, let's say, even if you're getting your minimum water intake, these are signs that you might need to bump that up, especially during the hotter months. Let's say if you're experiencing mental fog, so you can't think clearly, that's one of them. Another one is if you're feeling lazy, like you're just kind of lethargic and you're like, bah. I just don't want to go read that chapter or Mm -hmm. I just don't want to go to class or I don't want to go work out, you know, whatever it is. If you're just feeling lazy and it's not like you, it could be because you're dehydrated. Another one is if you're sleepy, you're constantly tired and maybe you can't stay awake in class or working professionals. If you can't stay awake in your office or in meetings, maybe you're dehydrated. Drink more water. If you're experiencing muscle cramps, you know, Charlie horses in the middle of the night, that could be a sign of dehydration. It could also be a sign that you're depleted and electrolytes. And if you are a, if you're signed up for my Fed and Fit newsletter, the newsletter you just got this past week was all about dehydration. And I included a recipe for a rehydrate drink, a natural one. And we'll talk a little bit about that in a few minutes, but Um, that could be something that is associated with water or those muscle cramps. Another one is dry mouth. That one's pretty obvious. Most people, when they start to experience cotton mouth, you know, they go and grab a glass of water, but that's a sign that you're already dehydrated. So be drinking more. And then lastly, bad breath is a sign of dehydration. If you are flossing and you're doing all the things you need to do for dental hygiene and by golly, you still have bad breath. It could be because you're dehydrated. So those are the bases. You will do, to summarize, you will do better in class, you will be a happier person, and you will feel better if you drink enough water. 
Does that make you want to drink more water, Sam? It does. I'm looking at my bottle. It's it's slowly emptying. I'm, I'm getting thirsty again. <laughs> Sam and I were talking about this episode, and we got through most of it, and she was like, um, I'm going to go grab a glass of water. I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah, my bottle was empty. It's my swell bottle. It's so nice and cool. And and then I had to pee, of course, because I drink so much water all the time. That is a side effect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's okay, though. Cleanse the system. It is. It is totally okay. I was talking to a very sweet young lady recently, and she's um, start going into her sophomore year <clears throat> of college. Mm-hmm. We were talking about drinking lots of water, and she was like, I just don't know if I'm going to be able to find enough bathrooms between all of my classes <laughs> to make this work. And the decision we arrived at was her first week of class, she's going to scope out all the bathrooms, and she's going to mm-hmm. figure out the best ones to stop at in between classes when she's got a pinched schedule, and then she's going to up her water intake after she feels like she's got her bearings. So There you go. That's, that's the, smart. That's the new plan. I did that at A&M. All my friends, we all knew where the good bathrooms were, especially if you wanted some extra alone time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, today's episode, getting to know Sam really well. <laughs> I don't mind. <laughs> I know you don't. Oh, goodness. That's good tips. Okay, find bathrooms and drink more water. Next up. <laughs> yeehaw. Yeehaw. Next up, let's talk about alcohol. So... <clears throat> We're going to be really brief here because we did a really detailed episode about alcohol. Look it up in the archives, Alcohol 101. Talked all about the science. We got really geeky on you guys with how it's processed in the body, what that really means for a lot of things. Um, So today we're going to keep it pretty high level. So there are all forms of alcohol out there. But to kick this off, if you choose to drink... And we're not recommending that you do. We're also not recommending that you don't. We're just going to say, here is our take on it, period. If you choose to drink, we recommend, if you're trying to make healthier choices and choices that won't stay with you longer, if you know what I mean, then I say you stay away from mixed drinks, stay away from beer, and stay away from those canned god-awful drinks. Okay, mm-hmm. those are the fro fro loco. Did I say it right? <laughs> for loco. For, yeah, it's not like froyo loco. <laughs> no, but that was good. I like that one better. There's also something called called a twisted tea. Apparently, kids are into these days, um, but it's again just like a mixed can drink that is usually kind of it has caffeine in it, and there's alcohol, and it's extra extra bad. Extra, extra bad. We put, in all caps, so bad. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> when you're mixing alcohol with caffeine, it essentially will send your adrenals into a downward spiral. They don't know which way is up. It's like getting caught in a current in the ocean. So you start swimming in one direction and you find the sand thinking you were swimming towards the surface. So just don't do that to your body. If you're going to drink, we recommend that you stick with wine liquors that are mixed with fresh juice we're talking like a really fresh margarita or if margarita lime juice in abundance isn't available to you you can have tequila with grapefruit juice that's one of my go-tos it's kind of like a paloma um cider is a good one um which is essentially a fizzy kind of gluten-free beer made with apples 
Um, it's really sweet, but sometimes it can like really satisfy that beer craving. There's also gluten-free beers out there. Those are a pretty decent option. And then champagne is another option. And the reason why we say choose those over the alternatives is because if you're going to drink, we really want you to be making choices that are going to, I guess, not inhibit your health as much, right? So beer made with gluten and wheat, or wheat, which has gluten in it, canned drinks, which has all that other horrible artificial ingredients and all the sugars, it essentially gives your body more to deal with than just the alcohol. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it becomes more to process. Your total load that you're putting onto your body becomes heavier, and so it becomes more difficult to recover. So, mm -hmm. really quickly, jumping through what alcohol does to your body and how to best prepare it. I'm just going to go ahead and roll through this. So, it dehydrates you. Number one, alcohol is going to be, it's going to dehydrate, so make sure you're drinking lots and lots of water both before and after. We recommend that you, like if you're going to go out, plan on going out and plan on the number of drinks you're going to have. Don't just, you know, get caught up in a whim and somebody's, you know, you just decide last minute because you hear people are going that you're going to go have margaritas and then accidentally you had three. Like if you really want to stay on top of this, plan when you're going to go out, plan it into your week and make sure you're drinking especially lots of water before and after. Mm -hmm. Know that alcohol disrupts your sleep. So make sure that you don't have an important day the next day. Remember we learned all about the importance of sleep on part one. If you're going to go out at night, <clears throat> and this again goes in with the planning tip, please make sure as far as food, what foods to eat before you're going to go out and you're going to have a couple cocktails with your friends. Please make sure that you are not going out on an empty stomach. And in the very least, make sure that you've, if you haven't had a full meal, please make sure that you've had some protein and some fat in your stomach. And a really easy thing to have is some tuna salad with some olive oil or avocado or mayo. Okay, that's really easy and quick. You can keep olive oil and you can keep canned tuna in your dorm room at all times. So if you're going to go out and you're just going to have a glass of wine with some people who are doing a study group, and again, we're not saying to do this and we're not saying not to do this. We're just trying to give you all the information so you can make really great decisions if you get there. Um, make sure you've got some protein and some fat in your stomach. And then the next day, after you've had a couple cocktails, and especially if you're dehydrated, in addition to drinking water, you can drink an electrolyte recovery beverage that will help to replenish even more. Um, and the way to do that, instead of just running and getting your favorite Powerade or Gatorade, you can make one really easily by using coconut water. You know, just one of those cartons of coconut water. Make sure the back, the ingredient says only coconut water. And then add some sea salt to it. Shake it up. And then you've had, you have all the electrolytes you need. It's got more potassium than a banana. And the sea salt adds in that extra sodium that we need. So there you go on alcohol. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Lastly, we're going to just bulldoze through this as well. Um, we're going to talk about caffeine. So caffeine is a really big topic for college students as well. You know, we know that there's caffeine in coffee. There's caffeine in Red Bull, which is pretty popular with college students. There's caffeine pills, which is something that I will admit I took when I was in college. And I developed actually fibroids and breast tissue from caffeine pills. So those are no bueno. Sam, I don't know if you knew that. I had no idea. 
Um, Five-hour energy is another source of caffeine, which please know that even though they're touted as just a B12 shot, it has just as much caffeine in a cup of coffee in one of those little five-hour energy jars. So know that that's a caffeine shot. It's not just B12. Um, and then tea also has caffeine. So when do you drink caffeine, Sam? You know, like what mm-hmm. are what are the best times of day? Do you do it all day long? What if you're cramming for a test? Doesn't caffeine help you learn better? When would you have caffeine? I have ke- caffeine only when I wake up in the morning. Um, it's kind of like my little taste of coffee that's like, ooh, yes, it's going to be a good day. <laughs> and then I just roll with it. Um, I really try not to have anything after lunch. I actually have half a cold brew sitting on my table right now that I'm not going to finish because I've already eaten and everything. Um, cause it's just going to make me crazy and I'm not going to go to sleep tonight <laughs> if I drink it. Um, and you really just don't want to be drinking caffeine once you go into your study session. Um, if, even if it's late at night, like it's just going to, again, keep you up later, um, and just keep you in a spiral of messing with, with your sleep and messing with your schedule. And if you, even if you're trying to develop a schedule and you're still kind of struggling with that. Mm-hmm. That's great. I think that's really great advice. You know, my recommendation is the same. Only drink caffeine in the morning. So whenever your mornings start, that's the time to have caffeine. And how much, it depends on your body and how you tolerate it. And again, caffeine isn't right for everybody. Coffee isn't right for everybody. So know yourself. Um, And I do recommend nothing after lunch. If your day starts at 8 a.m. and you have lunch at noon, then I would say nothing after noon. If your day starts at 10 a.m. and you have lunch at 2, then nothing after 2 o'clock. That will help to keep it from disrupting your sleep. Priority number one is sleep, right? So a lot of our decisions go to how we can have better sleep at night. Um, it will keep you from disrupting sleep. It will also help you focus, funny enough. A little caffeine. So let's talk about caffeine, caffeine thresholds real quick. So, and we talked about this in Caffeine 101, but a little caffeine has actually been proven to be beneficial. It can help you focus. It can help your energy. Um, it can help your absorption of information. So let's say you're letting, sitting in a class and you're learning. A little caffeine can do that, but it's a, you're sitting on a knife's edge right there because as soon as you go from a little to a lot, it has the opposite effect on your body. You won't be able to focus. And you won't be able to absorb information as well. So know yourself and try not to overdo it. Um, Let's see. What else do we have? If you're staying up late, I really like this topic, especially for us college students. (laughs) I've lumped myself. Really, (laughs) I miss college. Um, If you college students are staying up late and you're having a hard time, you're trying to figure out, well, what the heck can I drink to stay up late? So there's two schools of thoughts, and we're going to talk about our, our first choice in a second. But if you find yourself up late for some reason, we recommend that you, instead of drinking coffee, because you don't want to disrupt your sleep, right, that you chew gum. Chew, chewing gum is a decent one to go. We're not going to get into the weeds of healthier gums and things like that. There's some out there. You can Google them. Um, but chewing gum while you're stuttering and then also during a test has been proven to be beneficial. It can kind of, I'm guessing it just helps to distract you. Um, and, and drowns out some of the things that your mind might wander and helps you focus. Drink water while you're sitting. That's a good one. You can drink mineral water, which is sparkling water. That's kind of fizzy and fun. Um, 
Herbal teas are a good one. Those can be soothing and it gives you something to kind of look forward to. Ginger tea is one of my favorites, um, especially at the end of the day. It'll also help settle your stomach. Working out at nighttime. I had knew somebody in college who, if he knew he had to stay up late for something or other, a big project or something, he would get up after dinner and after a couple hours of studying and he would go for a three-mile run. And that three-mile run pumped his little body full of all kinds of endorphins and he felt great and he felt energized. He drank a lot of water afterwards and then he'd dive right back into his work and it helped to create his mind, it helped to keep his mind really fresh. So those are all better options than drinking coffee until the wee hours. Now having said all of that, Samantha has a really good point um, as far as scheduling your study time. Do you want to take it away, Sam? Yeah, take it away. <laughs> take it away, Sam. Um, what my what our parents told us all the time when we were going into college was that you need to treat school like it is your job. Um, so you're working eight to five or nine to five, whatever the the case may be, as far as like your school schedule. But treat it like your job. Treat it like a full time job. So when you're not in class, because from nine to five or maybe you have some evening classes, you're not in class all the time, right? And your professors are probably telling you that for every hour. Uh, credit hour that your class is worth, you need to be spending two hours outside of class studying for it. So what does that mean? That means your day's pretty full. Um, so work during the day and use those t- those hours that you're not in class to go to the library, um, get a study group together and actually study. That way you're not stressed out and running low on fumes the night before a test and you're cramming like crazy. Uh, cramming really doesn't work. I mean, I've been in college for six years now and I'm teaching freshmen all about this kind of stuff. And I can tell them for sure that cramming doesn't work. It, and if it comes down to that, don't stress about it because then you're just going to be in another cycle, uh, just cycle of never getting anything done. Um, but if, if you can make school your nine to five job, or whatever your class schedule is, it's going to help you out in the long run. And then if you also have a have a full-time job or you're part-time, then kind of negotiate where where's your leeway, where's your time that you can fit in some studying, and how does your schedule work out for you so that you have enough time to sleep because you need your seven to nine hours, whatever it is that you determine is your sleep time. Um But where are you going to work out that time that you're going to be studying and you're going to be going to class and then you're going to be going to work? Because let's face it, college students, you have a ton of responsibilities because you're getting all this this, um, influence on and being told by everybody that you need to get involved, you need to have good grades, you need to make the most out of these four years, maybe five years, uh, because this is your your time. Uh, College is supposed to be great. And that can be really, really stressful. So like we're going over now is these basics of scheduling your sleep time and then scheduling your study time and really just time management in general is the focus. Uh, That's what college is about is learning how to be disciplined and scheduling yourself. That's great. I think bravo. Really, really great points. You know, and to drive it home, what we're trying to get at is that we want you to avoid those cramming nights. We want you to be able to avoid staying up all night to finish a project or a paper because in those times is when you probably need to be on your best, right? You need to be working your best. Your mind needs to be really sharp. And in those moments when you 
you forsake sleep, you cut sleep out, you add in all of these extra chemicals, whether it's extra caffeine or the, the five-hour energies or you're eating junk food while you're sitting in the library at 2 a.m., all those experiences are going to be really hard on your body. And when you mm-hmm. want your body to perform for you, you need to take really good care of it. And what Sam's getting at is that your body is going to thrive best when you give it a schedule. It's just like a puppy. It's just like a baby. They do better when they've got a schedule. They know when they're going to get food. They know when they're going to get sleep. They know they're going to get all the water they need in the day. They know when they're going to study, when they're going to relax. So schedule your time and you, and it will make life easier. You will make life easier on yourself. Mm-hmm. So, And one thing to also keep in mind, I think Cassie and I both struggle with is um, we're very giving and open people and we love to help others out. But it's I don't really, love that at all. I'm just kidding. But <laughs> stop. Um, we're really giving and we want to help each other out and we want to help our friends and everybody. Uh, but this is and you want to also not want to miss out on something that's going on, but this is a time to really be selfish, mm-hmm. um, but selfish in a good way, uh, taking care of yourself because you're only going to be able to help some, someone so much at your own potential. I don't think I said that right, but as much as you can give yourself, you're going to be able to give it to someone else at a, at a later time. So really focus on getting your, your body where you need to be and your mind where you need to be before you can um, start taking out your hands and reaching to other things to grab onto and bring into your busy schedule already. Nailed it. That was beautiful. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. Good night. <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> oh, no, that's great. Okay, awesome. Well, we hope you guys got some good takeaways. Just to quickly recap, drink lots and lots of water. Um, make Make responsible choices when it comes to alcohol. And we're talking about quality, quantity, and how to prepare your body. And mm-hmm. then lastly, make sure that you do not overdo it on caffeine. You will do yourself a favor by not overdoing it on caffeine. Um, and all of these things, they're personal journeys. You will figure out what's right for you. We just hope that this helps give you a leg up. Um, and remember, if you want to recap any of, or you want to reread any of this stuff, we have all of our, po- I have all of our podcasts transcribed now. So word for word, you can reread in written format what we talked about today on the blog. So fedandfit.com has all of our podcast episodes there. And you can also, of course, find this and share it um, via iTunes. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a review in iTunes. We really like knowing what works for you and what doesn't work for you. Um, and this is, like I said, this is free content that we're putting out there and we we really love knowing um, if, if you're enjoying it. So thank you guys so much for listening. We will be back again next week with part three of the Fed and Fit College Student. Talk to you soon. <laughs>